breaking news from Caesar Square. The terrorists known as Scarlet Guard have blown up the bridge that connects East and West Archeon, effectively cutting off supply lines and traffic. They then attempted to infiltrate the palace through Prince Tiberius VII and threaten the king. Soldiers were dispersed to hunt the terrorists down, and we wait the outcome of their efforts. Stay tuned here for all the emerging details. I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family book club podcast. Today, we are discussing Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. I can barely keep up the pace, but the soldier at my back, holding my shackled arms, keeps shoving. Another does the same to Maven, forcing him along with me. Arvin follows us, making sure we can't escape. His presence is a dark weight, dulling my senses. I can still see the passage around us, empty and far from the prying eyes of the court, but I don't have the strength to care. Cal leads the pack, his shoulders tense and tight as he fights the urge to look back. The sound of gunfire and screams and blood in the tunnels rumbles in my mind. They are dead. We are dead. It is over. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Episode 16, Red Queen, Chapter 26. I have one quick question. What does blood sound like? Good question. I like this. Squirt, squirt, squirt. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, mean, I thought you were going to say squelch there for a minute, and I was about to vomit. <laughs> I was just kind of thinking that it's like the sound of splashing or liquid hitting liquid like if there's water down in there i don't know i don't know how you could hear it over the sounds of screaming and gunshots gunshots though right but anyway i think it's metaphorical maybe yeah i just it's like i I just wanted i wanted to clarify gotta somehow make some light out of this (laughs) chapter because so depressing yeah here we are Guys, chapter 26. This, this is, is a big one. Yeah, yeah. this is a milestone. We've just, talked just, about this moment for a long time. Yeah. yeah, before we even get too far into it, we are going to have a, two episodes on this. We're going to do our episode today where we go through the chapter. Then we're going to have another episode. Yep, next week. Which we will go back through the book and go over all the events that lead up to this chapter because there's a lot of Maven to go back and look at and how he acted. So. Also, I do want to point out before we really get into this, that when uh, Dad was first reading through this book, I made such a big deal about this chapter. Yep. And then it we was didn't... like a countdown. It was. It became a countdown for me to where I didn't have to lie anymore. <laughs> right. We'll discuss. We'll discuss that once we get closer to the end of this. Or maybe next week. Maybe so. next week. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a funny story as well. <laughs> this is. This I'm is still the... mad at you. Right. This is the Red Queen equivalent of episode eight of season one of Mr. Robot, yeah. where you find out the twist in Mr. Robot. Yeah. Or whatever episode whatever it is, is in season one of The Good Place. Yeah. Where right. Eleanor it's like has her twelve or something realization. Yeah. This is this is this that is for that. Red Queen. For Red Queen. The but moment where worse, it all somehow. becomes it all becomes clear and everything changes. Yes. And all of the Oh, Mary, you 
all mare or the mare girl references make a lot more sense. So, so Uh, anyway, let's dig into it. (laughs) Let's get depressing. So, so like right out of the gate here, is it a lore already basically like in mare's mind at this point? Yeah, they like they get into this room, and then Alar is just like, "Well, it's brain bending time." Yeah, soundproof. Yeah, windowless. Mm-hmm. No sentinels room. Yeah, so they she are, makes all the soldiers leave. Right, they are alone. Yeah, first the there's Cal, Maven, the King, the Queen, Mayor, and like a couple of Cal's guards, mm-hmm. and he's like beat it right and so it's just them it's and arvin, just the king the queen arvin mayor maven and cal yeah and nobody to hear them scream right and arvin is basically silencing the abilities of cal and mayor here yeah he's keeping them mayor and maven mayor and maven, mayor and maven yeah. not cal yeah Everything's about to change. It's all crazy. Cats <laughs> um, and dogs living together. Foreshadowing. I'm I'm excusing that. So Alara jumps into Mayor's mind. Yay. Yay? <laughs> it was sarcastic. Uh, and could you not hear it? Was it not sarcastic no. enough? She goes okay. come through. all the way back to Will's wagon when Yeah. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. All the way back to making the deal. Making to the deal. Save yeah. Polarn. Right. Oh. Yeah. But Maven pops up. I kind of pictured this like uh, the scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy's passed out on the bed or whatever and she's flying in the house and she sees the face of her neighbor and Aunt Em and all those people. Like I picture that's how it is with Alara and Maven's face pops up and she's like, Nope, 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 like, and, she doesn't need that from Mare, and she which goes is in, very suspicious. She goes immediately back to Will's wagon, right where she knew that Mare had first talked to someone from the Scarlet Guard. Like, pretty quick. Yeah. Kind of eerily enough. And when the last time she read Mare's mind when Mare first fall, she didn't read she anything didn't. about the Scarlet Guard, anything yeah. about Will. Or did she? And Mare just didn't know it at that mm-hmm. point. Right. So the soldiers leave. Yeah. Cal says that Mare and Maven have been basically part of the Scarlet Guard and doing this since from the beginning. Yeah. At least Mayor has from the beginning. And he clearly the, the tone in the room is that Mayor has somehow turned Maven. Yeah. Yeah, he was perfect before Mayor arrived. Right. Maven doesn't flinch. We're so gonna take be one off the flinch. We're counter. gonna be subtracting some flinches here. There's yeah. a couple times where that's that's used in here. Yeah. For every flinch chapter we have an anti-flinch chapter, and this is our anti-flinch Right, he doesn't chapter. flinch to the king. What does he say? We have some quotes here. Yeah, that's some fun stuff. The king says, you knew about this, my boy? And Maven says, I helped plan it. And the shooting, I helped. Or I chose the targets. You told me to find a cause, father, and I did. Are you proud of me? 
but Tiberius rounds on me instead, snarling like a bear. You did this. You poisoned him. You poisoned my boy. When tears spring to his eyes, I know the king's heart, no matter how small or cold, has been broken. He loves Maven in his own way, but it's too late for that. You've taken my son from me. You've done that yourself, I say through gritted teeth. Maven has his own heart, and he believes in a different world as much as I do. If anything, your son changed me. I don't believe you. You have tricked him somehow. She does not lie. Hearing Alara agree with me rips my breath away. Our son has always thirsted for change. Her eyes linger on her son. She sounds afraid. He's just a boy, Tiberius. Okay. Alara coming to Maven's, of course. Right. But but kind of Mare's defense in a way? A little bit. Yeah. And it freaks her out a little bit. It's like, wait, am I in like a different dimension? Is it opposite day? What's what's up here? Yeah, the king's just I mean, this is like it's like opposite land, opposite world here, because the king's just irate. Yeah. And Alara's trying to be like the calm one and let's just yeah. step back. This this is not normal. Yeah, something's up. Something's yeah. way up. Why is Alara giving platitudes? She never does that. Yeah. Something says this, this is freaky. And then of course King Daddy. <laughs> that's what I call King Tiberius. King Daddy says basically he still has to be punished. Yeah, I mean, he still killed people. He's responsible for the deaths of people. He right. has to be punished. Cal's basically tries to butt daddy him, but dad. But daddy. Yeah. I used to do that a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mare screaming inside her head to Alara to save Maven. You know, like save him, save him, save him. Thinking that that means that that saves her too. Right. No. No. <laughs> Mayor. Oh, and, and then the you king, beautiful little tropical fish. Sorry. The king even says to Cal, when you wear my crown, you will understand. I have to make this decision here. I can't just, because he's your brother, doesn't mean it's okay for him to commit treason. Yeah. Then Alara's like, oh, but I don't think that's going to happen. So. Yeah, meaning Cal wearing the crown. Yeah. That that's not going to happen. Correct. And so the king's like, huh? What right. are you talking about? Turns to face Alara, but gets frozen mm-hmm. in the process. So Alara has jumped into the king's mind and is doing what Mare saw the whisper do in the arena, what Alara did to her. Yeah. yeah. She's so- freezing the king and using him as a puppet. I sound a little excited. I'm probably going to sound excited through, like, this whole thing. It's not because I enjoy what's happening. It's just because I, this is, it's an exciting point to get past because everything kind of changes here. And we can finally discuss a lot of things yeah. in the previous chapters that we couldn't right. really discuss. Next so week is going to be. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So the Cal's frozen, too. Yes. So Cal and Tiberius. And at this point, Arvin doesn't seem to be doing much of anything. So clearly, he seems to know what's going on here. Yeah. Basically, the queen is taking over at this point. Uh-huh. 
And what is Mare thinking here? <laughs> Mare is thinking she's saving us. For her son's life, she's going to save us. We bet on Cal loving me enough to change the world. We should have looked to the queen instead. I want to laugh, to smile, but something in Cal's face keeps my relief at bay. Julian warned me, Cal growls, still trying to break her hold. I thought he was lying about you, about my mother, about what you did to her. Some things are dawning on Cal right now. Yeah, but they haven't quite dawned on Mary yet. Two and two, two and two equals four for Cal. Right now, Mary two and two equals Maven (laughs) say. I I I don't even know. Aw, Cal learned math. (laughs) Cal, I'm so happy that you passed your basic arithmetic (laughs) test. Finally. It only took you until almost 21 years old. Sorry. We have to keep this light, like we said. Even the king, but even the king, like Cal's like, oh, I see what's going on. And even the king sees what's going on. And Mare, maybe it's just because she wants to, she thinks she's being, because she's in a bad situation and this is at least different if she thinks he's safe. Yeah. But she's like, not noticing that both Cal and the king are like, whoa. Yeah. Saying out loud. That clearly the things that Julian were saying were true. Right. True. Yeah. Alara is as bad as you think she is. Yeah. And, and that's going in one ear and out the other with Mary. And that's why when, like, whenever um, Mare would bring up Julian around Cal, he would always be like, eh. Right. Because he thought that Julian lied. And it brings into light Maven's previous disdain for Julian as well. Right. But at this point, even after the king realizes the truth and says so out loud and says, basically the king says, Sarah knew and you punished her for it. Yeah. For knowing the truth. Mary still thinks Alara's helping helping them. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, we're we're still okay, right? Like, I'm still on the good side of this because I have Maven on my side. She's even like, Screaming at Alara, you've got to save Maven. You have to get him out of here. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry about that, me. Just keep him safe. Right. That is the most Mare, you beautiful little tropical <laughs> fish moment in this. Don't worry it's about like, me. Just keep him safe. She's <laughs> paralyzed on the ground, begging for her sworn enemy <laughs> to save the guy she didn't trust 10 <laughs> chapters ago. And to kill her instead. It's like... (laughs) Not necessarily, like, kill her instead, but, like, don't worry about her. Like, don't try and save her is the point. Yeah. Like, just save Mavens. Like, oh, honey. Yeah. Oh, honey. And what what she says that, what does Alara say to her? Yeah, here's the moment everything changes. She basically tells her, oh, little lightning girl, I I don't don't worry about you at all. I don't even think about you. And then Maven just like melts his handcuffs off. And, yeah. But she still can't use her powers. Right. right. So Alara so, says the only thing that she thinks about with Mare is that she finds her loyalty to Maven inspiring. And she's like, isn't it inspiring, Maven? And he's just like, yeah. He's like, yep. As the shackles just fall from his wrists. Arvin's let him go. He's heated up. He's melted this iron. He's free and he stands up. And Mare's like, Maven, you're going to help me up, right? Yeah. Hey, babe. Maven? 
you're, you're right. gonna you're gonna help me up, right? <laughs> Maybe right? like no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm good. So, and Arvin's still holding her down, so she can't move anyway. Right. So she's still right stuck there. Cal's yelling, but they're in a soundproof room. Right. Right. Nobody's gonna be able to come. And so hear them. finally. <laughs> Finally, Mary gets it. Oh, she's like, "Oh!" And this is what she says to Maven: "You used me." Finally, Maven condescends to look back at me. Catching on, are you? You chose the targets: the Colonel, Reynald, Bellicose, even Ptolemus. They weren't the guards' enemies; they were yours. I want to tear him apart, lightning or not. I want to make him hurt. I am finally learning my lesson. Anyone can betray anyone. Honey, Julian warned you. He warned you. He, right, and it's he kept saying anyone could betray anyone over and over, and she kept thinking, yeah, cows can betray me. Oh, I know Alarm right. the king. What about Farnoon? But maybe, but maybe even Julian. But for some reason, it just doesn't apply to Maven. And yeah. we're, and we're going to get into that because I think there's a they set up several reasons why in the book. But when we go into the review, we'll definitely get into where he sets this up. There's a point where he's he hooks her hook line and sings yeah. her, and it's yeah. done. And no matter what, she, as we can see, even when the king and Cal catch on, she still was thinking Maven was on her side. Yeah, so much so that she was willing to. Make the leap of logic to think that Alara was saving her. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. So then it dawns on her that everything up into and including the coup was his idea. Right. That he worked tirelessly to convince Mare that Cal would choose her. Yes. And pushed her into it knowing that it was going to fail. And also that Alara has known all of this and has kind of had to cover Mare's tracks because she left so many obvious signs. Yeah, Alara points out how she just really wasn't very good at covering her tracks and Alara had to kind of cover them for her. So, of course, But of course she knew everything all along. <laughs> With her ability... How could she not? Right. And as close as... Maven's the person who she's closest to the most of the time. Right. How can you think she doesn't know what's going on? Exactly. It's like, even if she trusts him, you think she wouldn't just, like, slip in there occasionally? I don't... Honey. <laughs> I just, I can't with yeah. her. But I think the weight of, you know, that Alara was behind everything, like, even... You know, sending Maven to her. Using Maven's servant to get him into the Scarlet Guard. Yeah. Maven, I mean, how was her this? Her involvement is so deep. Right. And it makes you wonder, was the servant used just because he really was, did like the Scarlet Guard and what they stood for? Or mm -hmm. was he being controlled by right. Lara too? Right. She thinks, it breaks against me, memories falling into place. I should have known, deep down, not to trust Maven. She did, but still. Mm -hmm. He was too perfect, too brave, 
too kind. He turned his back on his own to join the guard. He pushed me at Cal. He gave me exactly what I wanted, and it made me blind. Well, you're a 17-year-old girl, so that tactic works really well. Yeah, Alara knew exactly how to play her to get her to see Maven for what she wanted her to see Maven as. Like, she was, she saw in Mare's mind that Mare had this kind of forgotten child syndrome living in the shadow of Giza. Mm -hmm. So she knew exactly to play Maven as the forgotten child, play up that angle. Yeah, which he kind of is, but like, they just took it up to 11. Right. Alara was definitely not pushing that uh, agenda onto Maven before that. Right. You know she was not considering Maven the forgotten son. She was always maneuvering for a way to make Maven overtake Cal. Right. Oh, sure. And and I want to get into that more next week because that's not what this this episode is about. But this plan, I know, started... Probably when Maven was very young. Probably. This plan started when she killed Cal's mother. I mean, right. yeah. But like I said, we'll get into more of that next week. But, you know, this this whole thing was a was cooked up between Alara and Maven. For and him it, to slip in and be exactly the person that Mare needed. And it's like this plan has been kind of formulating for years. They've been thinking about this. I think Mare just kind of gave them an easy entry point. Exactly. Mare just made this so much easier for them. It was a huge opportunity, and they took it. And so she's, you know, just devastated at this point because Maven is looking at her with no emotion at all. And she's like, was any of it true? Right. Was anything that you told me true? All the closeness that we had. Thomas, you know, mm-hmm. all of those stories, was any of that true? And she doesn't even really need him to answer to know the truth. Right. She can see it all on his face. Yeah, that's what I, I just have. It was all a lie, Mayor did. Because <laughs> she, she finally gets it. He said, now, Maven does say, Thomas, that happened, but he was just a boy. Just a red boy right. who died. It made no difference it made in my really life. Made difference, yeah. And you know, Mare's still just like, but it makes all the difference. It's you know, like if you really cared for this boy, then that shows that you can have some sort of compassion in your heart. But and th- he's just like, no, nah. no. The thing is, it's like, <laughs> I think Mare is still thinking from a. Red's perspective. Yes. She can't put herself in a Silver's brain. Right. Like, she can't put herself in that situation or in that mindset. Well, she was raised by compassionate people. Exactly. And so she can't not think compassionately. She wasn't right. raised in this world right. where everything is a pawn. She just, she can't wrap her brain around a person with no empathy or compassion. Yeah. She thinks that she wishes... Julian was here so he could explain this to her because... Because Mare's kind of stupid. <laughs> well, she's just naive. 
you know, she right. she said this whole time, I'm not going to be a pawn in somebody's game and all this other stuff. And I know, you know, we talked about that on that episode, that that's a YA trope that you're going to say, I'm not going to be a pawn in somebody's game while being a pawn in somebody's game. Right. But however, this is the moment that that is coming, crashing down on her, how hard she was played, how much she was used. In all fairness. Strictly as a springboard. The trope of I'm not going to be a pawn in somebody's game while being a pawn in somebody's game. The reason that I don't like that in a lot of YA books is because the character knows they're playing exactly into someone else's hands. At least in this book, she didn't know. Right. This, when I see conversations about this book on Instagram or on the internet or whatever, it's always like, you expect a twist in a lot of YA books. You mm -hmm. always expect there to be some big betrayal where, you know, the two characters break that you wouldn't think break. Mm -hmm. But this one is one of the ones that's listed as, like, the top blindsides. Like, nobody saw this coming. Yeah. Most, Maven was so Okay, good. Dad. Most people didn't see this. But do, do you want me to go ahead and tell that story, or do you want no, to say it for no, next week? No, we'll save it. That's okay. next week's but story. The thing, the thing with it is, is it's written so, so well. well, and the, char the, way, the character of Maven is done so well in the book that you really... While Mare is being sucked into it, and on the back end, you look back, you're like, okay, now I can see. Especially do work reading for a podcast, you look back and you see all the places where you should have seen it. But it's written so well that you get swept up with Mare. Yeah, totally, it. totally. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when it actually, yeah, when oh, everything yeah. actually comes crashing down as it's doing now, it's such a huge shift. Yeah, so monumental that yeah, it's that's why this chapter is so good. It's such. It's a short right. chapter. It is. It's not it very long. Just changes everything about the story. It yeah. sets up all the books to come. So, so let's, anyway, yeah, let's get on with what actually <laughs> happens. We're 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 biting. We're trying. We don't want to talk about this part. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Maven, we got to do it. Maven is uh, leaning into now this plan that he and Alara have cooked up with the forgotten son thing and yeah you know he's basically you know finally airing his grievances to the king you never saw me you didn't need to pay any attention to me because you had swole cow right you already had the perfect son and so i didn't need to be anywhere so the king is you know kind of like hail marrying here you know, you know that's not true. You're still my son. No matter how I feel about her, basically, like, you know, T-H-O-T over there, your mom, uh, that that's, that's not going to affect the way I feel about you. You're still my son. And, you know, not even what she's about to do, thinking that she's about to kill him. Right. He expects Alara to kill him at any minute. Right. And Alara so, steps in. Well, didn't she slap Cal too? Yeah, she like, yeah, like multiple times. Like, well, she like says, three or four times. It goes exactly like what it says is, "Dearest, I'm not doing anything, but your beloved boy." She slaps Cal, the perfect heir. She slaps Cal again, harder this time. Yeah, Corianne's son, another slap, splitting his lip and drawing blood. Yeah, I cannot speak for him. 
We had a son too, Tybe. No matter how you felt about me, you were supposed to love him. And the king says, I did. I do. You know, like, oh, he slipped up. Right. Like, Wait a minute. No, I still love him. He's still my son. Yeah, and and Mare is just like stunned. Like, <laughs> she is just cannot believe that she's witnessing this family drama play out where like, Lara is literally walking up to a dude like twice her size and slapping him across the face. And Maven is not jumping in and saying, hey, don't hit my brother. Don't, yes. you know, let my dad up. What are you doing? Because Maven doesn't care. Maven does not care. So the line, nothing prepares me for what comes next is, is yeah. pretty perfect. I don't think anything prepared me for what comes next either. No. What happens next? You know, the king is like, Alara's probably gonna kill me soon, right? Yeah. He's not wrong, technically. Correct. Cal takes the sword yeah. from the king's sheath, grabs a hold right. of the sword. He's, this isn't but like Alara's making him do this. Yeah, Alara makes him do all of this. He grabs the sword and he heats up, he starts to burn, so he heats up the entire sword until mm-hmm. it's like glowing yeah. red. And okay. somehow doesn't melt? It's Valerian steel or whatever. I don't know. Uh, and he slices off the head of the king. Mm-hmm. So he is forced by Alara using her mind bullets, her mind power, yeah. to, to decapitate, decapitate his, his father. own father. Yeah. yeah. So sorry for that violence, kids, but it happened in the book, so we have to cover it. And the king's body drops, and the head rolls away. Yeah. Silver blood splashes everywhere. Silver blood everywhere. I like to think of it like the unicorn blood in Harry Potter. Please don't put that image in my brain. I don't want to see a pool of that. Yeah. Basically, they said it looks like a mirror on the floor. And symbolically, the crown rolls through this mirror stuff and rests and, at Maven's feet. Yeah, which I... It's going to look really good in the show. Oh, right. Yeah, this is going to look... It's going to look great. This... This... Symbolism. Yes. This. And what are the chances of that? Of it rolling through the blood and landing directly at Maven's feet? What happens right here is something that I know, having read some into some of the other books, I will come back to multiple times because there's... As we go through the books, there's a lot of different characters, and we meet different people, and different people have different reactions to Cal throughout the coming books. Different characters do. Yeah. But I always come back to this point, because everything that's happened to Mayor or everybody else, I can't think of anything in any of these books that could be worse than a son being forced to, without having any control, kill his own father. Yeah. That's and crazy. What makes it even worse is he also orphans himself. Exactly. Yeah. Because his mom's already dead. Right. Yeah. And he's doing it at the hands of the woman that killed his mother. And yes. now he's going to Which look... Which makes this just so much more confusing. Right. And now he's obviously going to be the traitor. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as and that happens... by Silvers and his kingdom. As soon as, as, soon as the act is over, uh, the cameras come back on. Mare has noticed that there's cameras, but they're not on and then all of a sudden the cameras come on right and she can feel the electricity hum just before the cameras come on alara starts screaming and like and crying. throwing herself onto oh, the king's no. body oh my god cow 
what have you done? And then Mayor realizes the cameras have come back on. Yeah. Right. And Maven goes into full daytime soap opera acting as well. Oh, yeah. And they're both just screaming, you know, you're traitors, you're murderers. Right. I you just know, somebody stop. I imagine them, oh them like God, way over. Oh my God! It. You killed the king. Yeah. I imagine them being like not like how could you do this, but like way overdoing it. Like yeah, like I, soap opera acting, and Cal's kind of like bad. What? What? Mm-hmm. And Mare's like, nope. I know exactly what they're doing. They're creating perception. Perception. Right. They're spinning right. the narrative right now, that, which is a silver classic move. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah what they're good at and you know because as we know the silvers all don't unite behind the same thing you know there are going to be silvers who are going to be like i bet alara used her powers just like they were probably the same one silver that said i bet alara used her powers to take out corian and then they but all no one's either... gonna say it right yeah and then if she finds out that someone thinks that way she's just gonna kill them yep because she can so Maven is like yelling, you know, I don't know where you think you're going. There's nowhere for you to go. You're not going to get out of this building. Yeah, because Cal takes Cal takes a takes a lesson from Mary and runs. Yeah, and then yeah. Mary's like, "Well, I guess I better." Run I guess too. I'm going to go too. Because after like the cameras switch back on or whatever, Arvin let Mayor go. Right. And she, she so that they a, could so that they could try to escape just to make everything a little bit worse for them. Right. Because, I mean, Alara wants to watch him run. Right. At this yeah, point in time, it's course. just part of the game. Plus, if they run, it looks better. Right, right. They're running away from the scene guilty. of the crime. Yeah. yeah. They look so much more guilty. They're not going to stand and say, we didn't do this. It was Alara. They're going to run. Right. And it's we, because make- right. then they would be opposing the queen, and, which would get them killed anyway. Right. And conveniently, when the cameras come up, Arvin releases his hold on them, which allows them to use their abilities so it doesn't look like I mean, to anyone yeah. else other than the people in that room. It looks like they just like came in there, right? Of course, unless they ask about the king's you know the the thirty minutes or so that the cameras <laughs> weren't working, right? But, but no one asked. Easily explained away by Alara right. because no one asked about the random blank spots in the cameras or in the memories of all the guards when this Scarlet Guard prisoners right. escaped because Alara covered that. We're gonna up. have to get back to that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to question Alara's events. She's now no. the widow. You know what I mean? She she knows exactly how to play everybody because she's right. been doing it. People are either going to buy it because she plays them well, or the ones that don't buy it are too afraid of her because so they're look not at what she's anything. already accomplished. Yeah. So they Cal and Mare make it all the way down to the banquet hall. Yeah, and they make it impressively far. Yeah, they get pretty far. Is this where Cal just goes like berserk and starts just burning everything? Yeah, for a minute, he tries to, like, blast the way out of there. Like, he thinks that they're going to be able to make it through there before the Sentinels close in on them. And then Mare's like, yes, I'm ready to go. Yeah, more Sentinels close in, and and Mare sparks up, and she's like, let's do this. Ready? Fight! Cal's just like, no, we can't. We We can't win this. There's too many people. Yeah. If if we start battling, they're just going to pull out their guns and make us Swiss cheese. Right. You know, like, we can't fight our way out of this. We can't win this. So, Cal's own men. His own legion are there. Yeah. So, their their loyalty has now switched to Alara. Right. They've seen her spin on everything. They think Cal has killed the king and he's this traitor. And they close in on him to arrest him. 
and so his one of his captains, one of his second in commands, steps forward and says, "Submit to arrest." Yeah, and he says, "We submit," and Mayor's like, "I'm out of here. I'm gonna run," but she knows that she can't. Yeah, and she has to stay next to Cal because she can just feel his sorrow. Yeah. You know, and she and she loves being depressed. She loves being depressed. She loves a man she can save. A damaged guy. Yeah, definitely yeah. got to have the damaged guy. There has to be a little toxicity in the relationship. Oh, Absolutely, hundred percent. Sure. She loves her trauma. But yeah, they know that there's nowhere they can go. They're now going to be prisoners and considered traitors because the king is dead and cal is so suspect number one so unlike the cheat the king is dead right yes (laughs) (laughs) i have to lighten this up somehow give me a break the king is not not dead yeah king's not not dead the king is so dead so to recap yeah the king is dead at the hand of Cal, but really at the hand of Alara. Mm-hmm. And Cal and Mare are now caught. And they're, I mean, that's treason. Yeah. They're, they're going to yep. be executed. Right. Definitely. Straight to the bowl of bones. Yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> right. You're right. you're right there. Yeah. And that is where we'll pick up next week. Actually, no, we're just going to be recapping next week. Yeah, we'll be recapping a lot next week. Next week will be a very... It'll be a very heavy recap. Yeah. uh, Going back through the book to where we can kind of see how a lot of this was set up. Because there's so much that once you go back and look at it, that you can see where she did such a good job writing the book, the author did, that you can see where you should have seen what was coming. But, but you, you could still see it, well, seeing it from Mayor's point of view, you can understand why you didn't. Right. It's written so well, because there are some twists where it's like, that just doesn't make sense at all. Like, there were no clues. And then there are some that are super obvious. And you see them coming from, like, three chapters into the book. Right. See, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna break it down, because I know we're not going gonna to talk about it more in the next thing, the next episode, when we do mm-hmm. the review, the recap. But I am going to tell the story real quick now because the recap's <laughs> going to be long. The recap is already going to be long. I'm going to tell the story about when you read it because you Mia kept telling me 26 chapter 26 is the big one. Chapter 26, if you guys 26 yet? 26. Right. So I knew something was coming anyway. And as I'm reading the book, as I'm getting closer and closer, I took an envelope and I wrote down before I read chapter 26 mm-hmm. what I thought was going to happen. Which all I wrote down was Maven betrays Mayor. Yeah. And then I read chapter 26, and then I had her go get that envelope and read it. I was so mad at you. But the only reason I did that... That's a little general. It, it is, exactly. That's just it. I had no clue that they were going to have... Laura was going to have Cal decapitated. I didn't see the events that unfolded at yeah. all. Also... I just, I just knew because I knew something big was going to happen, and I knew there were three more books, and I'm like, the one big thing that would make everything mm-hmm. go in a completely different direction so you could really have that much more story to tell would be if Maven betrays her right. and becomes the guy that they're against. That's it. But I didn't see it going down this way. Right. I 
Betrayed is the best word I can think to use, but it's not technically correct. Because even Mare says something about it in the chapter. We didn't read it, but she says something like, not betrayed because he was never on my side at all. Right. Right. It's not like he was her, really with her, and then someone turned him. And right. He never was with her. Right. Yeah, he completely played her. He was. From the beginning right. to the end. Everything he did and said while they were setting all this up was Manipulation. Fake. Right. Yeah. Right. I am going to, I'm going to hint at another part of that story. You said that there were two possible twists. I did. The other one will. The get other to. one we will get to, but it also happened. I didn't think they would both happen. You didn't think that they would both happen. But I thought one of the two. Yeah. So, technically, you can't tell me that there's going to be a twist because then I'm going to be looking for it. Right. You were looking for true. it anyway. He's always looking for the twist. You were looking for it. Anyway. So, but next next week's episode is going to be a lot of fun because we to go back and go over and we could finally unleash our contempt for Mabel <laughs> that we've been disguising for the last can, 15 episodes see, of this podcast. now thinly veiled disguising. You especially. I, I can now let my true hate for Maven flow because I hate him. I so, hate him as a person the way he's, you know what I mean, because he's written so well but I but love him as a character so well. simply because it's written so well and it sets up so much. Like if it wasn't, you it's written so well that you have to hate him this much. And that's that's the kind of character you gotta have in your book if you wanna have like the most vile person thing right. you can think of it's that true. for the for, true for your protagonist to overcome. Yeah. Maven's it. And also, it takes, like, it's going to take Mare a while to get over this. Right. To, like, to really be able to be like, I mean, he, we weren't, like, a thing. Like, he didn't actually love me. going to take three books. Which is funny <laughs> that she's like, he didn't actually love me when the whole time she was thinking about his swole brother anyway, but I digress. Seventeen-year-old girl. The thing that's the thing that gets me with Maven even most, like Alara's, you know, has her big speeches and does the what she does. But the thing that gets me with Maven is it's not just like hatred; it's almost like absence of any feeling. Because yeah. when when it all goes down, and you know, Mayor's like, "But Maven, you know, what about me?" And I didn't never cared about it. Right. And then Alara's like, like, "You could say your goodbyes, Maven." He's just like, no, "I have none." Total indifference to her. Right. That's worse. Yeah, it is. Such a good bad guy. It is as love. Will, it is a as you will see in the future books. Wow. Yikes! And it's. I think that having the, like them having that previous emotional connection just makes it so much worse. It does. I like mean, I better said, as like a villain, but worse for her. Right, like I said, right. he, she could almost like if he just went for if he you know supposedly said he loved her and all that, but then he's just like I hate you with the burning of a thousand suns. It would almost be easier for her than if he just literally was like I could care less. Right, yeah, because at least then she would be like, well, he's still like thinking about me in some way. Nope, nope, he just doesn't care. The last two months meant nothing to yep. him, not so, even a little. Nothing. Next week's episode is going to be a lot of. Well, I don't want to say a Not lot of fun, fun no. but a lot of, I think, venting will be good for us. It'll be good for us. <laughs> we can finally get all this there off our chest. There may be some yelling. There may be some tears. tears. I don't know. I don't. 
it's going to be a roller coaster. Yeah. There may be some laughing. I Trust me. That's why I wanted to at least try to have a little bit of laughing in this episode, because the, the review, I mean, there may be, but it's... I, I remember yeah. when I was, when you were reading it, and there was a time when you came into my room and I asked you who your favorite character was. Your answer was Maven. It was. It was <laughs> at that time. Literally, I, I tried my best to keep a straight face until hard. you left my bedroom. Then, as soon as like I heard my door close and I heard your door close so I knew you wouldn't hear me, I just fell back on my bed and started laughing. Yeah. Because... She's like, Mom, guess what? <laughs> Dad's favorite character. I guarantee Maven. you I'm not the only one, especially oh, in those no, 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 early no. chapters. No, no, no. I probably felt that way at some point. I just never really, like, cataloged it. I never really thought, like, this person is just my favorite character until I got into, like, book two, really. Although, I mean, Farley was kind of always there. Farley's my favorite character, definitely. At this yeah, point. After, after, like, Farley started showing up a lot more, that's when she was really my favorite character. And it didn't stop. I've read the entire series. And yeah. it just, she's... Always up top. She stays up there. Yeah, you'll get we'll get a lot more Farley in the future books, which is great. (laughs) And learn a lot more about her. Yeah, you learn a lot about Farley in the next book. But anyway. So I guess we're done going over chapter twenty six. Now we'll do our review in the next episode. Do we have any kind of fan art? We do. We're gonna switch fan art corner up a little bit this week for a surprise that I saw this morning. Um in the Red Queen group that I'm on on Facebook, which is just Red Queen series is the name of the group. And (laughs) conversations about chapter 26 happen occasionally in there because it is such a pivotal moment for the entire series. Uh, But this one happened to pop up the day before (laughs) we were going to record this episode. So today the universe wanted us to show you this. Exactly, exactly. Today's fan art uh, is not a picture drawn by somebody or an illustration or anything. It's a meme. It's And it's great. And it's great. It's your typical Anakin Padme meme. Yeah. Can I see this again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Padme is mayor, and miscast Anakin is is Maven, and it's just the you're gonna help me up, right? You're, yeah, you're Maven help. stands up, Mayor. Maven, you're gonna help me up, right? Maven just stares at her, Mayor. Maven, you're, you're gonna, gonna help, help me up, up right? right? <laughs> yeah, if you heard that during the during the episode that's exactly where it came from (laughs) so we will have that um like you're gonna help me up right yeah (laughs) oh honey i'm pretty sure the tumblr that it was taken from has been deactivated um but the the handle is on the image itself so i'll put the image on our instagram um we'll put it on our youtube video that Mia will make for us, and then we'll put it on the fan art section of our website, which is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. 
we are planning out our bonus episodes for when we're done with this book because we've only got a couple of chapters left and then we'll be hitting bonus episodes. Until we start the second book, we're going to need yep. a breather. A couple of yeah. palate cleanser episodes. Definitely need yeah. a breather. Where there's going to uh, be like a book one recap. Yeah, book one recap. Fan uh, casting. Fan casting, for sure. So hit us up with ideas up on with that. Um. Yeah, I saw I saw another mare that we can share later on. It might not be a bad idea. Oh. So, um, yeah, exactly. Kind of keeping an eye out on the interwebs for things. Um, hit us up on Instagram. That's where a lot of our communication takes place. Mm-hmm. It's at Reading with the Rockefellers. You can email us at Reading with the Rockefellers at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from fans there. Our website, like I said, is www.readingwiththerockefellers. There you can find all of our episodes. You can find our fan art. You can find our beautiful pictures, our blog posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the YouTube channel where we have all of our video versions of our episodes. Mia puts together. It is Reading with the Rockefellers, so you can search that there as well. We got everything. So, yeah. yeah. Come back next week when we will be doing our wrap-up and kind of our reaction to Chapter 26 and yeah. how everything has led up to this point and kind of what's going to mm-hmm. go on from here. A breakdown, a recap, kind of. I don't know exactly what to call it. I think all those words apply. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Kind of expressing our emotions, really letting yes. out all of our emotions. Coming to terms with Chapter 26. <laughs> <laughs> I think the title of the episode might just be Processing Chapter 26. Like, yes. you know, this is how we're going to get through it together. Yeah. Solidarity. Yeah. We'll help you along the journey to acceptance. Right. Right. And, and prepare you for the road. Post chapter 26. We'll go through all five stages of grief together. (laughs) Right. So thank you guys for coming along this journey with us. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.